Hello everyone and welcome to Casual Experts Only, where your casual experts, Mike and Luke, talk about all things pop culture nerdy, all that stuff in a really casual setting. So we did take uh, about a week off from uploading because I was on vacation, um, all that kind of stuff, but we are back. Um, m most of you probably didn't notice, but <laughs> we, we, we are back to for you ethan i know you're listening i appreciate you man and um i mean honestly i i personally just like i i do, do this podcast is because you know it's enjoyable and i get something out of it but right. just like knowing that at least one or two other people like actually listen to this regularly and get something out of it definitely yeah. is definitely great so thanks yeah, to sure. everyone who does listen to this regularly mm -hmm. or if this is your first time listening what welcome we hope you stay but right. let's get into this episode yeah in this episode we're going to do something that we haven't done in a long time it was actually one of our first few episodes i think on this podcast um yeah, so. yeah we definitely did not steal an idea from mr sunday movies um and we had we had to guess like bad reviews. We each chose some reviews um, from the internet, some user reviews. I think pretty much all from IMDb at least last time. And then we each like presented them and had to guess. Um, mm -hmm. But last time we did comic book movies specifically. This time we're doing horror movies. Yeah, which should be fun. And I I didn't really mention this to you yet, Luke. But I kind of was thinking of some like rules for hints. So I'm thinking sure. like we could each, you know, have one hint per um okay. per per review and I think the hint should either be like the like decade the movie came out, I think. Okay. okay. Or um an actor who was in the mm, movie okay. and it doesn't have to be the main character, you know, the main actor if that would like kind of spoil, it, you know, make it too easy. Yeah. So before we get into our little game i guess we're playing here it's gonna be fun um let's talk about some news and yeah. specifically i wanted to talk about i mean it's kind of news kind of not i want to talk about aquaman 2 so the aquaman 2 the first trailer finally dropped and i'll be honest before like, i really haven't been super excited for this movie not um just because of the rumors of the bad test screenings i just was i would just kind of like you know like where can they go with this doesn't look that in in interesting i guess was my idea but after seeing the trailer honestly looks pretty cool <laughs> not not gonna lie um i don't know if you've seen the trailer i have not it like it looks you know like the first one had some really good visuals but this one looks even better um yeah like the visuals look great and honestly the story like seems kind of interesting like black manta because like one of the main things was i was like oh but black manta's the villain again but it is different because you know he's the main villain now and he's kind of turned up to 11 not just power wise but just with his quest for vengeance and he, he literally says in the trailer that he's going to like murder all of aquaman's friends and family so <laughs> it feels like it's, it feels like it's gonna be a really personal like story um in, in that case and um this isn't really spoilers. It's 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 in the trailer, but Aquaman ends up 
um, letting Orm free from pr prison to kind of get his help to fight Black Manta and everything. And it like it look it actually looks pretty fun. Um, yeah. Who knows, you know, what it's going to turn out initially. But I kind of wanted to talk about this because there have been a lot of reports of bad test screenings. Yeah. Um, what I heard originally was that some of the editing wasn't great, like the pacing wasn't great, um, mm -hmm. which can definitely be fixed. It's not a huge thing. And that, and that is kind of what test screenings are for. But right. I, I also started hearing that some of, like, people weren't responding to some of the themes. Like, apparently there's, like, a part of it where, uh, the yeah, this is kind of spoilers um, if you don't want to know anything about this movie that isn't in the, in the trailers. Um, from what I heard, I guess there is kind of like a, like a climate change subplot where Black mm -hmm. Manta, like, tries to melt the polar ice caps and, like, flood the earth or something like that um okay and i guess i i don't know i guess people don't like it and i'm I, like yeah i'm 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 not sure because out of context like yeah it's, it sounds kind of weird but i'm not sure if it like plays better in the movie or not um but from what i was hearing people didn't like it i guess because it was like you know cl climate change i guess yeah i, I so i guess it's 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 hard for me to tell if it's just like like it really is just kind of a ham-fisted you know beating you over the head over the head with political messaging or if it makes hmm. sense in the context of the story and the people in the test screening just didn't like it you know because even in the in the first one there was some pollution yeah. messaging like orm you know made a point that you know, surface dwellers have been polluting, you know, the earth and the oceans, and he even, like, throws a bunch of trash and pollution that's in the ocean back on back onto the shore. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if it's something like that that works, like, you know, I don't think that's an issue, but if it is kind of, you know, beating you over the head with it, then I can see why it's not testing well. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure if, yeah, I guess we'll see when it actually comes out but a, a new report i've been hearing which kind of got confirmed by somebody i know's brother who went to one of these test screenings and okay. saw people walk out at this scene apparently mm -hmm. um if, if if you've seen the trailer you see the aquaman and mira are married and they have a baby so yeah. from what i heard um black manta actually kills the ba aquaman's baby Okay. And I guess people were walking out over that. Um, mm. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't heard any real context for this. All, all, all I've heard is Aquaman's baby dies and people are walking out. So I'm thinking, you know, is, is it just people are like, can't handle a baby dying, <laughs> you know, right. in the movie? Because this is from the comics and I kind of... Yeah, it's one like, of the most famous Superman comics, yeah. I kind of applaud their balls <laughs> for right, exactly. doing this in a PG-13 superhero movie. You know, like, this is hardly the first movie that a baby's died in, but might be right. the first, like, superhero, like, PG-13 movie to feature, like, a baby dying. So if they keep right. that in and it makes the final cut, I kind of applaud them for that. You know, not just because it's from mm -hmm. the comics, but because you know yeah it's yeah kind of a statement no <laughs> i don't know so i guess right. we'll see i mean if, if if it's done right and it's handled with like the emotional weight that it deserves 
I mm-hmm. think it could actually be, you know, a lot more of a serious movie yeah, for sure. and could be good. Um, but if it's something bad where they just like kill the baby off and then it just handled really poorly, then, you know, fair enough. But it's hard to tell if people left because it was done so poorly or because they were just like, oh, baby dying. I'm not watching this, you know? Right. Um, I guess we'll see. But that could honestly make the, you know, whatever climactic battle or anything that happens between Black Manta and Aquaman, like that much more intense. Right. Um. So I guess we'll see what happens. But I mean, I, I feel like honestly, my, if anything, my expectation for this movie is higher than it was. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it's not great, just the fact that there was controversy from it. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I really right. want to see it. Right. But I, I was kind of wondering if you like, I don't see it making as much as the first one like a you know over a billion dollars no but no, I don't think. but do you do you think it'll make more than the other dc movies that have come out this year that's hard it's hard to say because yeah a lot of movies are not doing very well right now yes and so i would say probably not but then mm-hmm. it's also coming out around christmas time right. and i don't know what else is coming out around that time so i feel like it's maybe the biggest movie yeah that window so maybe i don't know it's, but it, yeah, so there's a lot up in the air right now about it that. certainly doesn't have any like superhero movie competition because like the the marvels comes out in like november or, or yeah. early november and aquaman's coming out like the end of december mm-hmm. I, I think it'll probably be the best um it, it might make the most money out of all the DC movies that have come out this year. Um, yeah. Probably, I don't see it doing better than, like, Marvel, like, Guardians, but maybe better than Ant-Man and the Marvels. But I feel like definitely the other DC movies because I think all a lot of movies are suffering at the box office, but DC ones are a lot just for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah, but I feel like Aquaman has like the star power in Jason Momoa that people might show up. Plus, the first mm-hmm. one did so well and right. has mostly positive, you know, w- word of mouth and reviews. So the other movies, like Shazam, one did get like good word of mouth, but like Zachary Levi, it isn't exactly like you know a huge draw. Like, um, yeah. Jason Momoa is and the flash same thing like Ezra Miller didn't have the same draw um you know Jolo Meredwayne on Blue Beetle is you know still re- relatively unknown so I feel like a lot of Aquaman is probably riding on the star power but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and maybe the popularity of the first one but it has been like five years so <laughs> yeah, exactly. but I guess we'll see in December how things go and I'll yeah. be honest, I kind of miss the times when you could, like, go to the movies and not already have, like, half the movie spoiled um, for, <laughs> right. like, leaks yeah. and, like, rumors. Because, like, even in, like, back in, like, 2016, like, I'm trying to remember, like, you know, I, I had social media and everything. I don't remember seeing it plastered everywhere. Like, I, I could go into movies mm-hmm. like Civil War, Batman v Superman, all that stuff, and be pretty surprised by almost everything that wasn't in there that, like, wasn't in the trailer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like everything's just like getting leaked now, and it's really hard to avoid if you're anywhere in that like fandom sphere. You know, you kind of just have to like avoid all the internet if you want to like not know anything. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Oh well. 
Um, mm-hmm. Have you watched the Harley Quinn, like, HBO Max um, series, the animated series? I have not. Okay. I was okay. I was I was, I was going to ask if you'd seen the Kite Man trailer, which is a spinoff from that show. Um, yeah, I heard I heard that there was a Kite Man spinoff. I didn't watch anything yeah. regarding that. It looks pretty fun. Like Kite Man's obviously an extremely, you know, yeah. uh, obscure character, but he play, plays a pretty pretty big part in the first season. But it looks pretty <laughs> fun, and it looks like they include a lot of DC characters in it from Harley Quinn. And it looks sure. like Harley Quinn's in it as well at some point. So it, yeah, it lo- it looks pretty fun. But um, a couple other bits of news before we get into the other stuff. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently Russell Brand has been accused of rape and sexual assault. Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, um, and apparently these all there are four different accusations from four different people. And I think they all took place between 2006 and 2013. Um, mm-hmm. And Russell Brand is denying all these, you know, of course, which they always seem to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I is kind of, you know, you, you, you kind of have to strike the balance of believing people who come forward with these stories and accusations. Um, mm-hmm. But while at the same time, not totally condemning someone without, you know, proper evidence. Um, exactly. but at the same time I kind of given what he has said that he has done in his past like how um, kind of wild he was like with drugs, alcohol, sex all that stuff kind <laughs> of wouldn't surprise me if, the, if this stuff happened I mean considering how yeah. drugged up he was most of the time um, <clears throat> but anyway Rotten Tomatoes did you hear the um, I guess sk- yeah. Scandalous news about Rotten Tomatoes that I guess there's I there there's this movie PR company named Bunker Fifteen, and mm-hmm. they apparently um kind of pay some reviewers to review movies, but like they pay they pay them pretty little, but still the opening email said that it, th- this is about the 2018 movie Ophelia starring Daisy Ridley. Um, Mm -hmm. and the uh, initial email said it's a Sundance film and the feeling is that it's been treated a bit harshly by some critics so that the team involved feel like it would be beneficial for or the movie would benefit from more input from different critics and Mm -hmm. the prospective critic wrote, wrote back to ask what would happen if he hated the film and the bunk, the bunker fifteen employee replied that of course journalists are free to write whatever they like, but that super nice ones and there are more crit- critics like that like this than I expected, often agree not to publish bad reviews on their usual websites, but to instead quarantine them on a smaller blog that Rotten Tomatoes would never see. I think it's a very cool thing to do. <laughs> um, and. Okay. Yeah. So they're not they're not actually paying Rotten Tomatoes directly then. No. Is that is that correct? Okay. Not no, they're paying reviewers, but what's interesting about this movie is you know, so between October 2018 and January 2019, Rotten Tomatoes added 8 reviews on Ophelia's score. 7 were fa- favorable and most were from critics who had reviewed reviewed at least one other Bunker 15 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the a writer of a negative review says the Bunker 15 lo- lobbied them to change it, um, and 
they said that if the critic wanted to give it a barely overall positive, then I do know the editors at Rotten Tomatoes and, and can get it switched. That's what a, a Bunker 15 employee wrote to this critic. Um, okay. So, okay. Because what I heard at first was that they were paying Rotten Tomatoes directly, but that's not what's happening. I think that mm-hmm. cause with Rotten Tomatoes, there's kind of a misunderstanding. They don't actually yeah. review anything. They just kind of take right. the reviews from online and they kind of average them out. So right. I, I think that that makes more sense than trying to pay Rotten Tomatoes directly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not sure what their metric or like algorithm is for how you know, the reviews work to create the score, but yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a binary thing. So it's like if if it's like a B minus or like a 6 out of 10 or like a 3.5, then it's considered positive or above. So like 5 to 3.5 is considered positive and all positive reviews are treated equally in the system or if it's less than that, it's considered negative. So if you're if you're saying like oh it was fine or like oh it was the greatest movie ever both those are going to be considered positive equally positive mm-hmm. and then it's the, the same for the 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 opposite for the negative reviews and so it the yeah. percentage is not so much how good a movie is it's how many people overall liked it to some degree or another and it's not like this necessarily is evidence of you know huge corruption I guess in movie reviewing but at the right. same time. I mean, it's likely, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, if this small company's doing it, like, what are the odds that some of the big guys don't have companies, you know, doing this right. kind of stuff and are just better at hiding it? Um, and like you said, like Rotten Tomatoes isn't the issue here, really. They're just they're kind of like an objective aggregate site. It's really the you know, whatever critics that, you know, may or may not be being bought or, you know, influenced by these publicity companies, you know? Right. Um, So it's really, like, it's not Rotten Tomatoes itself. Really, I mean, even despite this, you know, even if there weren't actual, like, corruption, which seems to be going on, I think just in general, movie critics have changed a lot, and they're kind of the problem, like, with a lot of movies. Um, I mean, normal reviewers, too, but I feel like the, you know, whole landscape and world of movie reviewing and criticism is just kind of crazy. But, you know, I don't want to go too much more into that. But, yeah, it's just kind of a mess. But, yeah, if if, if you see some screwy Rotten Tomatoes scores, it's not the it's not Rotten Tomatoes giving it the score. It's the, you know, score averaging from, you know, the reviewers or the users giving the reviews. Apparently the well, yeah, today the, the WGA is resuming negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Um, This is according to an email sent to members this past Monday. And Mm -hmm. uh, it says, the WGA said in the email, you might not hear from us in the coming days while we are negotiating, but know that our focus is getting a fair deal for writers as soon as possible. We'll reach out again when there is something of significance to report. And this is the Mm -hmm. first time that they've met for negotiations since August. Yeah. Um think the yeah, the alliance the what what is it the the AMP um yeah. did make an offer 
um, earlier in August, but it was projected because there's a bunch of stuff. No? <laughs> and right. yeah, so yeah, there's that. I guess we'll probably hear something in the next week or so. I wanted to I don't talk. Know if you, oh yeah, go ahead. This, but they are. There, there's going to be another because right now the the w, the the SAG, which is not different, they're the actors, and they're they're obviously still on strike, but they're also going into there's going to be a vote in the next couple of days, possibly a week from now, talking about if they also want the uh, video game voice actors to go on strike as well. Yeah, yeah, I did hear about that, and I I also I I don't know if we mentioned it on the show or not, but I think the um the vfx artists that work yeah for marvel are trying to unionize i think that they did i think that now they're because like there's Excellent. a lot of different unions and yeah. uh, i'm not going to get into this, that whole thing but right they're currently I, I believe if i'm understanding it correctly that that the vfx artists at least the ones working for marvel are now part of the same union of like the term is below the line but that basically means like like the crews like the like the gaffers and the best boys and and the sound people and all that part of that union. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. But y yeah, I think you're right. I think they did vote to actually unionize. So I feel like I don't know if they're not scared. I think the executives from all these studios really should be because right, like, there's just yeah, like there's their actors and their writers are refusing to work because you know mm -hmm. of their concerns, which are a little legitimate. And now you have right. VFX artists, so right. yeah, <laughs> this is, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not sure what's gonna come of this. I hope good things, but I guess we'll see. Right. Yeah. But moving on, Stephen Denight, the showrunner for the original Daredevil TV show on Netflix, um, he kind of came out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, um. <laughs> kind of came out and was basically saying that Disney renaming like naming the Daredevil Born Again Daredevil Born Again was basically kind of a scam tactic to not have to pay anybody who worked on the last Daredevil show like he's are he's 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 arguing that like you know you have the same main actors like it's basically basically the same show but they you know they're renaming it to call it a new show and not have to pay anybody who worked on on the last series well that's what that's what, that's what the disney channel does like because there was um mm -hmm. the actor who played the brother on living manny i don't remember his name but he was on mm -hmm. a podcast recently and he was basically explaining that um every after a show gets three seasons they disney channel would yeah. reboot it or like rename it or something mm -hmm. and so they wouldn't have to renegotiate or have to do or have to pay the actors yeah. more anything like that like because that's not that's how generally shows work after three seasons there's sort of a a renegotiation with like mm -hmm. uh the actors because at that point the show is either uh gonna succeed or not because it's been for three seasons and so at that point it's probably got its footing and so they can probably bargain for more money right um so that's 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 that makes sense because they would just so they change the name it's technically a different show so they can't yeah ask for more money. yeah yeah, and I, you know, I think like you see that a lot with the Disney Channel show. Like you see right. a lot of like subtitles in like you know, like yeah. you know, yeah. whatever show after three seasons now has a different you know subtitle. Yeah, 
So right. I mean, it's not surprising. And yeah, of course, like I expect nothing less from Disney, you know? Um, exactly. I mean, whether it's in the same continuity or not, this new Daredevil show, I mean, I feel like that's a little more gray area than say like those Disney channel shows, who yeah, are, exactly. w- which are exactly the same shows, but still, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's right. Um, you know, because they're probably just trying to make sure nobody gets any sort of residuals for this new Daredevil right. show, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But he did kind of clarify statements afterwards, um, you know, seeing some of the headlines that were kind of, I guess, making it seem like he was against the show. And he was yeah. saying, like, yeah, not at all what I actually said. This was talking about the tactic of slightly changing a show's name to avoid paying the original creatives or triggering a raise for the crew. I fully support the new show and hope it does very, very well. And he went on to praise Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio and everything. So, I mean, and and he also praised Daredevil's appearance in the She-Hulk series. So... It's not like, you know, he's being salty about it or anything. He's, you know, he's just kind of calling out Disney for, you know, being kind of scummy, which, yeah, you know, that's, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. can't blame him for that. Last little bit of news I wanted to cover is more a rumor. I I actually didn't hear about it until today. And I like, I, I don't know how accurate this is. This is, um, a leak or not really a leak, but it's a report by some guy named John Rocha. I guess he's active on social media and stuff. He has like his own podcast and stuff. I don't know how much of a scooper he is, but he shared a a rumor and he says a rumor about the authority, like the cast for the, the authority. Supposedly the authority was pretty much already cast before the strikes happened. According to him. Yeah. At least Uh according to this rumor, and but he does say only 60 percent of the rumor is correct so like i don't know what that means but yeah so the this is according to comicbookmovie.com um mm-hmm. while he advised this is a quote well while he advises taking these details with a, with a pinch of salt the podcaster has been told the, the lineup will feature sam worthington as midnighter alexander skarsgård as apollo kira knightley as jenny sparks gerard butler as jack hawksmore Kiki Palmer as the engineer and Riz Ahmed as the doctor. And as for the authorities villain, Rocha believes Ken Watanabe is being eyed to play Kazen Gamora. Um, who was like, I, I don't know about further on, but he was like the main villain in the first like volume <clears throat> of the yeah. authority comics. We just recently yeah. read this year, actually. Um, on our, on our other pop podcast, yeah, shameless plug time. Check out the Cultured Pull List where we review and talk about a bunch of cool comics. <laughs> if you're interested in kind comic books, check that out. The, I, I will leave a link in the description of this episode if you want to check that out on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. But further on in this rumor, it also says that Drew Goddard is the rumored writer for this, and Matthew Vaughn is the project's lead oh. director. And I'll be honest, I kind of wish this, I kind of hope this rumor is true because it sounds really like, I, I kind of like all these casting choices. I really like Matthew mm-hmm. Vaughn as the director. I think he'd be great at it. Like all the other comic book mm-hmm. films he's done have been great and they've all had right. more of a like flair to him and they've all, they've all been R rated. So that's really good. And I really like Drew Goddard too. He wrote and did a lot of work on um, the Daredevil series as well as he wrote The Cabin in the Woods. 
yeah, um, yeah. and he directed Bad Times the El Royale, which which is a really underrated little thriller movie. Um, yeah. So I'm honestly like I I kind of hope this rumor is true because that actually sounds like it could be really good. Yeah, I mean, I will say that Drew Goddard. I don't know about Matthew Vaughn, but Drew Goddard was in the list of. Didn't James Gunn release a yes. list of filmmakers he was wanted to work with? And yes, I'm pretty sure Drew Goddard was on that list. I don't remember if Matthew Vaughn was or not, but I don't um, think I'm, he was. I think yeah, I can't remember. I think it was like a list of. I can't remember if it was like officially from James Gunn or something else but it was a bunch of people he's working on in his new dc or working with in his new dcu um and it it included some comic writers like tom king um, yeah and some like actual some you know tv and movie writers like drew goddard and yeah and but i will say that um james gunn has said that no casting has begun on the batman movie so i don't know if that's probably the same case with this one, although, like you said, yeah. it does sound like a really good cast, so hopefully at least some of it's true. Yeah, right. I mean, it could be either that, like, there's been some talks. It could be that it's total BS, <laughs> because there, right. there, there, there was a rumor going around that the Authority are supposed to show up in the Superman movie, and I don't know if that has any credence to it, especially since right. we have the original... I mean, that, since we have, like, the casting, the official casting of some of the JSA... So I don't right. see how they're going to jam pack the, you know, like the JSA and the authority in the same movie, unless it's like some yeah. sort of cameo or like on the, on the TV, like all oh, the authority did this and it was messed up, you know? Right. But I guess we'll see, but I definitely, this is one of the projects I'm actually most looking forward to in the, in the new DCU. Yeah, um, for sure. After reading the comic, especially when, when I first heard about it, I'm like, who cares? But then when I read, I read the comic, I'm like, oh damn, this is actually good. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it'd be a really interesting way to start out the DCU. Kind of have a juxtaposition to heroes like Superman and more jaded, like kind of anti heroes like the Authority. Right. Right. But I guess we'll see going forward. I feel like I say that a lot with the news, but it's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. I guess. We're going into our reviews, guessing these bad reviews. Now, all of these reviews are, at least mine, are all from um, users of websites. Like they're not from official movie critics. Yeah. Um, and all I of them, one yeah, from Letterbox, and it doesn't really clarify. So I don't know. I just, I just pulled negative reviews. Maybe they're users. Maybe they're critics. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of mine are users. They're all. Um, Three of them are from IMDb, and three of them are from Letterboxd. Okay. Just kind of explaining the concept, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but basically what we're doing is me and Luke both picked a handful of user, really bad user reviews on certain horror movies, and we're going to read the review without saying what movie it is and have the other guess what it is. Um, all the ones I did were like one or like half star re- reviews, like some of the worst I could find for different movies. Yeah, yeah, I was the same. So yeah, if you want to go first, I guess. Okay, I grabbed two reviews from this first one. Okay. Um, because the the first review I got was really funny, but it doesn't have any information in it. So I did I did yeah. that for a couple of mine too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the first review. I want to be creative with my review, but not gonna lie, that shit was ass. <laughs> Yeah, that tells me nothing. Yeah. 
Uh, so I'm going to read the second one. This might give it away, but it's also pretty funny. Okay, cool, cool. Um, finally got a bitch sucking on your toes and you ran away. <laughs> uh, talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that did kind of give it away. <laughs> that is that is pretty good, though. That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of entertaining re- reviews on here. Though I, I got to say, there are a lot of, like almost kind of unhinged reviews on these mm-hmm. websites. And I got to say, like, if you're kind of like unironically taking time out of your day to leave like a five paragraph, one or half star review. Um, yeah. I would kind of suggest maybe getting some help. No. <laughs> right, right. Consult with a mental health professional. No, Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, it seems like you took that shit personally. No, <laughs> right. But my first one is a one star by viewer or by re- reviewer um Crysec 19 and the title is Barbie and Ken get a doll for a threesome seriously the young c- couple look like Barbie and Ken dolls he's handsome and boring and she's pretty and boring so this so-called uh, and so is this so-called horror movie Apart from the movie itself being boring and predictable, the couple act moronically throughout the entire movie. And that's, <laughs> I know this is kind of, I don't know, it may, it may be hard, I don't know. Okay. So at first I was thinking Megan, but there's not mm. really a guy in that one. No. So I'm going to say, I'm going to guess the boy. Is that your final answer? Yes. Incorrect. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know if you've seen seen this one. It's Annabelle, the first one. Oh, Annabelle. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, like, while I wouldn't give it a one star, I kind of agree with this <laughs> review. Um, the main characters are kind of boring, and the movie itself, besides a couple scenes, is kind of boring. Isn't really that scary, but... <laughs> All right. This is from Letterboxd. The reviewer is named Sarah, and she gives it half a star. I've never hated a character this much. She deserves to go to hell. Way too many jump scares, also insanely disgusting in every way. Damn. Um, Is it drag me to hell? Yes, it is. (laughs) I think it was just that one line, the main character deserves to go to hell. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. On to my next one. So this is by... Sleepy Six IMDb, give it a 1 out of 10 stars. The title is Proud to Go Against the Grain. It's not every day that I'm able to go totally against the popular majority. I'm all for cheesy B-movies, but this pushes the limits. I laugh the whole way way through, not because of the horrible special effects or the wondrous acting, in quotes, but because I couldn't believe I was spending 3 bucks to watch it. At one point I actually saw the cup the blood was thrown out of. Cheap is one thing, but this is ridiculous. Um, could you give me a hint and tell me what decade this movie was from? Yes. It. Let me just confirm. It's the, the decade I think it is. Um. Okay, the 1980s. Okay. And if that, this there's... probably doesn't help at all with the review is from 99, so oh. he saw it a little late. but That's interesting because like there was a lot of cheesy horror movies in the 80s but by the 90s i don't know if they were totally like if everyone was like because now we make fun of it but at that point maybe maybe the 99 was too early i don't know yeah i don't know Uh, yeah oh this came out in the 80s um 
and there's blood and he saw the cup of the blood uh um i'm gonna say uh, nightmare on elm street maybe i picked ones that are too hard no <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not in the nightmare on elm street i don't know if this helps or not but i will say i know for a fact you have seen this um is it is it the evil dead which one um well in the if it was in the 80s there's only two that came out in the 80s yeah, technically yeah. 50 50 shot. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 because there are some special effects where you can actually see the pipes in that movie. Yes. I'm going to say Evil Dead. That is correct, yes. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I feel like people who are really trashing that movie kind of missed the point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it looks stupid, but like that's, yeah, so what? No, I mean, you know, right. it, it, it exactly. was the 80s, but it, does, it doesn't take itself seriously. Like if it took itself seriously, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that'd be one thing, but I mean, yeah, I'm not sure what the second one had a budget of, but the first one had like a budget of like 250 grand or something. It was teeny. Yeah, exactly. I think the second one might have been like a couple million dollars, but I don't yeah, remember. That's like nothing, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's my next one from Amanda Letterboxd, half a star. Step aside, Pulp Fiction film bros. Bring forth the Scooby Doo film bros. And it and it's it, and it's not Scooby Doo. Is that your final guess? Uh no. Is is that even considered a horror movie? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say Scream. Okay, it's not Scream. Damn. Okay. Is it is it Scooby Doo? Which Scooby Doo? Oh frick. Um, the first one. No, it's it's Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Ah, damn. It's considered a horror movie, so I wanted to include it. Fair enough. You tricked me. No, I mean, like, you, yeah, that that was a tricky one because it said Scooby-Doo in the title, but then I'm like, is right. Scooby-Doo even a horror movie? Like, come on. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there was one more, there. one more that I got from Scooby-Doo that I think is really funny that I'll, okay, I'll read okay. off anyway. Okay. <laughs> I left the room and came back to see Shaggy had tits. Diabolical. <laughs> Oh, I don't even remember that. I, I don't think I finished that one. I think I saw like half of it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think there's a scene where they're like drinking potions or whatever and they're like changing their bodies or something. I don't know. Oh, I'm kind of sad I miss sh 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 Shaggy with tits. Dang, that sounds hot. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> okay, so this is a one star from IMDb by the user Saint Just. What mm -hmm. do people see in this film? What do people see in this film? I am not one for horror films, though I do like this alien stuff. Nothing happens in the film. Nothing. We spent most of the time waiting and waiting for something to happen. This movie could have been cut to half an hour easy. There is a saying that says that fear is being scared of the unknown, something that The, that the X-Files has done really well. Unfortunately, this film has tried to do this too and has gone too far. Rather than waiting for something to happen, while on the edge of our seats, we wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. We barely get to see um, a certain creature, and the special effects are very poor. Sure, it was a long time ago, so we can't expect too much, but look at Star Wars, which came out... Well, this kind of gives away. It came out around the same time. <laughs> they were much better than certain movie, and Lucas had half the money. And that's where I'm going to stop, because they say the name of the movie <laughs> at the end. Um, is it... Is it Alien? It is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there aren't... I'm trying to think. There aren't that many alien movies, like horror movies that came out around that time. 
Yeah. Around the year the original Star Wars. So. I mean, what what gave it away was that the the waiting because that movie. I mean, I haven't yeah. actually seen it. It's there's it, there's a lot of waiting, and from most people enjoy it, but this person did apparently. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There definitely is a lot of waiting. I do think. When I first saw this movie, I liked it, but I thought it was, like, mad because I saw the, the second one first. So going yeah. from, like, 100 aliens to, like, one xenomorph mm-hmm. was kind of like, eh. But, like, the more right. I've seen it, the more I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's um, fair. But, yeah, definitely not a 1 out of 10. <laughs> okay, so it's your turn. I was I was going to move on to my next one. <laughs> All right. This one is from, obviously, Letterboxd, one and a half, uh, half a star. 4K Comrade is the user. It's kind of a long one, so buckle in. Okay, all right. Holy Jesus fucking Christ, this movie is terrible. <laughs> I'm fine with no-stakes horror movies where every character is awful, and you just watch them get mutilated one by one. But there isn't one good kill in the entire goddamn 90 minutes, yeah. and the characters are really awful. Like, oh my god, I hate you, and can't wait to see you die awful. There's no payoff because there's no gore, nothing fucking happens. It's huh. dumb and boring. I wonder if the filmmakers have ever seen a horror movie before. Period, all caps, hate, period. Dang. I, I get the vague feeling that they hated this movie. I think so. I think so. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 definitely gonna need a hint. Um can you tell me somebody who was in the movie? An actor. Alright, I'm gonna have to pull up the cast because there's one sure. person that might give it away. Might give it away, yeah. Well yeah, if you usually give the main star of the horror movie, it's probably gonna give it away. So yeah, I get that. Okay. Mm, Maria Bakalova. Okay. Oh, what is that movie called? Uh, shit, I'm trying to think of the name of it. <clears throat> is it like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes, it, it is. is. Okay, yeah. That's the only movie yeah. I could think of, horror movie that I know of that she was in. Yeah, there's only like five actors, and so I didn't really have a lot of options. I I was either I was either going to say her or Pete Davidson or mm-hmm. Lee Pace, but I feel like any of those three would give it away, probably. So that's fair. Yeah, I feel like almost any actor, honestly, would have given away because they were all in in, in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I I mean, I honestly have not seen that, so that's fair. I mean, I have no idea if that's like a fair <laughs> a fair assessment um, or not. I did. I didn't like it, but I don't. Yeah. I think this is a little over critical. Sure. But I don't. I didn't care for it. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I mean, I was kind of interested, and then seeing reviews and stuff, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really feel like it, and then I just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> so this next one is a very eloquent and intricate review. By this mm-hmm. is, I'm getting into my letterboxed ones now. Um, okay. It is uh, by Alien Factor 2108, a half star. And it says, haven't seen it. So that's, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to give you another one. It's, it's from the same movie, but I just thought that one was funny. Like, half yeah, a star. Yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> like, why bother <laughs> doing it then? Um, like, okay. uh, the funny thing is, on Letterboxd, you, you cannot give a rating. And so, if, like, you feel like you have to add a movie, but you haven't seen it. Just, like, not give it a rating, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This one is by Boris Lermontov, um, same movie, another half star. It says, when it comes to talking, this is the film equivalent of the grunts and clicks of early primates. Terrible. Okay, I, I saw that review when I was going through reviews. Oh, dang. 
I just can't remember what movie it was. Oh no! <laughs> nice. Um, was it Talk to Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is the last one that I have uh, here. It is by Adam Bolt, and it says like in orange letters next to their name pro so i don't really know what that means and that'd be an, i don't know i don't know i think Maybe that, that, that just means that they pay for like the premium or something nice all right so he pays for this app um so it, <laughs> Good for him. uh yeah he gives it half a star he says i am now anti-public domain <laughs> <laughs> oh is that oh okay um hmm, i'm trying to decide if i should use one of the hints or not yeah can you give me the decade it came out in this decade. Okay, I figured. Uh, I'm going to say that, like, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I feel like it was, that was, I mean, that's the only thing it really could have been besides maybe, like, that Grinch movie or something, but I don't know if that's actually public right. domain. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Yeah, for a second, I was like, how am I supposed to guess from that? <laughs> but then I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I do have a couple more. Um, oh, so... We can go on Letterboxd and pull some out real quick. Okay. Uh, while you're read off your next one. Okay. So this one is by a Hiltbrunner, I guess, whatever. Um, and it is another half star. He says, strong candidate for worst movie I've ever seen, especially relative to expectations and reputation of the film. No element of this was good, and much of it was exceptionally lazy and poorly ex executed. There were great opportunities to explore interesting themes in this film. How do we know what we are? How do we know that we are who we think we are, etc.? And the writer just drove past every single one. It was entirely unclever and generic. I've seen this my whole life, hovering at or near the top of classic horror films, and I genuinely can't understand how this movie is even in the horror category. What adult would think any part of this film is scary? Okay. Uh, I'm going to use one of the hints. What decade did this come out? The 80s. Okay. And I said it was one of the greatest, one of the best horror movies of all time, generally considered. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. What, like, I feel my original guess was going to be Friday the 13th, but I don't think... I don't think that's it because honestly, it's not really that good of a movie. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think like I think it's up there in like niche like horror fan like sl slasher fan list. Right. But I don't know if it's on like any actual like greatest horror movie list. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the first um, one. I don't know, but it came out in the eighties. Yeah. Um. Is it Hellraiser? It is not. Ah. Uh, it is. Okay. It is the the thing. Oh, the thing. Oh, I should have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Now, this one I think is probably the one I I I, I agree with the least. Mm. Um, because I think the thing is honestly one of my favorite horror movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I to to be fair, I haven't watched it in a few years, but. I was kind of expecting it to just be like it was kind of the opposite of what this guy was saying, like being lazy and generic and stuff. I think it's mm -hmm. very um, as far as like horror movies go, it was actually pretty interesting and unique. And I like I was surprised at 
how like decent the special effects were for how old they are. Like I was kind of expecting yeah. things to look yeah. worse than they did. Um, and I think they were, they did a really good job with like the intrigue factor and everything. But anyway, um, did you find any others or should I go on and do another one? I have, I have, I have one and I have, I found, I found three reviews and so I'm going to read all of them to you and then maybe you can guess it. Okay. All right. The first one is from Emily, half a star. Inexplicably horny and gross for what? No, thank you. (laughs) The next one is from Kelly Youngs, again, half a star. Come to daddy is the worst catchphrase in the world. Uh, Blank character is the worst uncle. And why is he into incest? (laughs) What the hell? Uh, this next one is from ghostly 19 again half a star i love the ending where the random mysterious guy turns into a skeleton for no reason and flies away a skeleton pterodactyl specifically for no reason and then flies away what the hell this sounds more like a fever dream than a movie huh definitely a movie huh damn i'm trying to i'm definitely gonna need a hint i'm trying to decide what hint i need um, I don't know. I think I'm gonna say an actor. I I don't even think that anyone in this movie is all that popular, to be honest. Um, uh, Doug Bradley is one of the actors in this movie. Doug Bradley, of course, Doug Bradley, my favorite actor. Right, right. What the hell is this movie? <laughs> this is a this is a movie that we that I know you've seen. We've actually covered it on this podcast. Oh, is it Hellraiser? Yes. Oh, I'm trying to. Skeleton pterodactyl. What the hell are they talking about? Yeah, there's. I think it's in the last scene of the movie where she has the box, and then there's just this homeless guy who takes it from her and flies away. You remember that? No. <laughs> Did I just like block this out? Yeah, I'm almost positive it's like the last scene. <laughs> Skeleton of the movie. pterodactyl. All right, all right. Now I feel like I have to look this up. Wait, which the original Hellraiser? Yes, the original. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. that that's that's weird. <laughs> that's funny yeah no i definitely didn't i mean okay now that yeah that actually makes a lot of sense now all the horniness and yeah. the weird uncle yeah okay yeah no i totally okay yeah no i should i should i should have guessed that okay i have now my 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 last one i i do have a couple as well um so i'll just read them both to you because it might be hard to guess otherwise the f- first one i want to read though um is a half star but it's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even even going to attempt to <laughs> read out that um to try and pronounce that username. But the review is: I don't like horror movies, and I was forced to watch this. So that's a great review. Um, but the actual first review, grape, is by Grape Sandwich, um, half star. It is absolute fucking trash, full of top forty pop music, annoying characters, atrocious comedy. And nothing at all reminiscent of what made the original great. So there is definitely some hints in there. Uh, Another half-star review, same movie, by Lucian, another pro member of Letterboxd. Ten minutes in and I could not roll my eyes any harder. Awful. Absolutely fucking awful. I didn't think it could get worse after the last one, but it did. If you think this movie is anything other than pure garbage, pure garbage, you're a fucking moron. This is the Marvel slop of the horror genre. Okay. What uh, what decade did this movie come out in? This decade. Is it Scream Six? It is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. 
Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was, you know, it, ha- it, ha- it had to be a franchise from the reviews. Right. And I kind of feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to think if there are that many active horror franchises. I mean, I, I guess it's the Halloween. Yeah, I mean. There's like, the, there's the Conjuring ones, I guess, but I think like yeah. the comedy was kind of a giveaway too. Yeah, and honestly, it was it was the pop music as well because I was like, how many horror movies yeah. use like pop music? And I'm like, well, that's there's, there's screaming. That that's fair. It's, that's it's, fair. It's yeah. No. Yeah. That's fair. I will say, I didn't agree with those reviews, but I mean, thinking on it more, I think Scream Six is one of my least favorite of the franchise. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. Though, I mean, I do enjoy them all. Like, I think it's actually right. one of the best horror franchises in my opinion, but. Sure, um, for sure. I think all of them are enjoyable to a certain degree, but I do feel like this one was the laziest or one of the laziest when it came to the writing. Yeah, exactly. But I mean the the yeah, the fifth one was it was better honestly. I feel like that was a really yeah. well done yeah, it's one. one of the best ones. Yeah, I was kind of a little disappointed that the sixth one wasn't as good <laughs> quality wise. Right, right. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll make like eight more and make this yeah. one look like Citizen Kane. So, <laughs> right now, before we wrap things up, uh, we're gonna do our segment: dumbest thing we dumb dumbest things we've seen on the internet. Now, I feel like for me, that was pretty much like a lot of the reviews that I had to slog through to get through this. Um, so really, I, I'm gonna be a little more positive and talk about the best thing i've seen on the internet recently okay and that is this promo for saw x or saw 10 mm-hmm. um it came out like a week ago but i just saw it today i don't know if you're familiar with that um like nicole kidman amc commercial that oh, they yeah. played yeah, amc yeah. for some reason even though you're already at, mm-hmm. at the theater but they basically did a parody of that but it's billy the puppet like going into a theater and stuff. I just thought that was really funny. So if you haven't ch- checked out that, I think it's called We We Come to This Place. And apparently AMC is kind of giving them some flack for for it. Yeah. Um, like, I guess AMC took it down. I'm not really sure. Like, if hmm. they mean like they don't want it to play in their theater or something. But um, yeah, so I thought that that was fun. Do you, do, do you have anything either dumb or um, good that you want kind of some, some goofy little tidbit of information um yeah apparently uh do you know the song mambo number five yeah 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 so apparently stephen king played that song so much that his wife wanted a divorce <laughs> <laughs> that's like he he's admitted that on the internet i think it's really funny <laughs> that's funny like ironically or did she actually get like I think it's probably ironic. But yeah, yeah, it's way. gotta be. But that is pretty funny. That's funny. What a r- random little tidbit. Yeah, but that, <laughs> yep. funny. But that is this week's episode, everyone. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. listening or watching if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we come out with these in general every other Wednesday, though we skipped a week. Um, but if you want to check us out on social media, you can check out the link in the description and if you would like to check out our other youtube videos um if you're watching this on youtube please do (laughs) and like and subscribe and share and yeah if you're listening to this on an audio platform please subscribe to our show and give us a review 
um five stars are appreciated you know <laughs> right and that is it for us for this episode we will see you next time yeah peace